right, welcome to Choir Talks. This is our weekly podcast uh, here from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor here. Um, you might be wondering why you're listening to something called Choir Talks if you're not in our choir. Um, this is the, the talk or devotion that I'll give to our choir on Wednesday nights. But really for you and me, it's just a time for us to read the scripture together. You kind of reading over my shoulder and seeing what, what I see in the scripture and maybe uh, seeing what you see also. And, and together we're just going to hear from the Lord as we read some scripture. So here we go. I was speaking to a friend this week. Um, it's a, a Christian friend who I share uh, together with in a small group. Uh, we have breakfast together, and I'm saying that to you to say this. Hey, you should find you a group of, of people that you can hang out with who are believers, that you can have spiritual conversations with on a regular basis. Um, but anyway, I was with my group, and afterwards uh, I was talking with one of the guys and telling them about an upcoming sermon that I was working on on serving. And uh, he pointed me to an idea that I had never noticed before. Uh, it comes from Psalms. Um, and psalms are some of my favorites. I read psalms all the time, and I'm disappointed that I've never caught this before, but it's really great to catch this. Um, so I'll point it out to you when we get to it. But um, his conversation led me to read uh, Psalm 84. So I'm going to read Psalm 84 today. If you're sitting somewhere near a Bible, you can read it and look in the Bible with me. Otherwise, just listen, and, and I'll read the scriptures together uh, with you. So here's how Psalm 84 starts. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Um, this is uh, a psalm really about worship. Uh, he says, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord. He's, the psalm writer is really talking about the temple because, of course, the Jews um, believed, as we do, that that. God was had a physical manifestation of some special sort inside the temple, in the Holy of Holies in the temple. However, when he says, how lovely is your dwelling place, I don't think this whole psalm, I don't want you to think of it as a psalm in praise of the physical temple. It's really a psalm in praise of finding the presence of God. Notice this, it says, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. So it's not the building that he's crying out for. It is the presence of God. It's the building uh, gives him the opportunity to draw close. And so he comes and he says, I'm, I'm longing for that time. This, these this introduction, these first two verses were challenging to me. I had to say to myself, do I really have that much passion and yearning to come into God's presence on a regular basis? Am I looking forward for those moments when I can gather with brothers and sisters and worship Him? Do I, does that fill my mind during the week as I point towards Sundays? Or does that fill my mind as I point toward my own personal times with, with the Lord? I want to have the passion that this psalm writer had. Uh, I yearn, my heart and flesh cry out. He goes on to say, verse 3, Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may leave her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. I don't really know what to do with that, to be honest with you. I'm not sure what he's saying there. But it is a little striking that you have this, this temple, this amazing holy uh, building, 
And yet, I think what he's saying is, I also picture that there are birds that are making their their nest there close to the Holy of Holies. And I, I think he is uh, pointing out how uh, even, the, even the common thing, like a bird or like himself, uh, can come before the Lord. And so he looks forward to that. Verse 4, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed is the one who is, is always with you, who's always focused on, on praising you. You know, the word blessed means, means happy, means fulfilled. Uh, happy uh, things are good in the life of a person who is always in your presence and praising you. Praising you. Uh, and then he follows that line of blessing again. He says, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Um, so now he has kind of given us the picture of those who are traveling from other places in Israel to get to uh, the temple in Jerusalem. It's pilgrimage in that it's a, it's, a simple, it's a spiritual journey to go from wherever they are to get to the presence of God there in the temple. Uh, he says there's a blessing in that. Uh, there's a blessing in that for us. This verse um, kind of speaks to me about the fact of uh, about how I should approach uh, coming together with God's people uh, on Sunday mornings when we, when our church gets together to worship uh, corporately. Um, am I is that a spiritual pilgrimage to me? Am I am I pointing to those moments that I'm going to spend in God's presence? Um, how about you and your family? What does it look like when you jump in the car to ride to church? Um, is there an anticipation of what's coming up? Is that a moment when you can start the spiritual conversation? Maybe sing a song. Begin to point your heart towards the worship experience that, that you'll have in God's presence. Talking about those pilgrims, he says, as they pass through the Valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. Now, I had to look up the Valley of Baca. I didn't know what that was. Um, but apparently the word um, means has the connotation of weeping or sorrow. So um, whatever valley they are physically passing through is a reminder of, of sorrow from, for some reason. And he says those who are going into the presence of the Lord pass through sorrow, um, but they make it a place of springs, a place of, of joy as they are going to God's presence. Um, that really reminded me of Isaiah 43 that says, um, I make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. That's God speaking. Uh, following this, this chapter, um, verse 7, they go on from strength to strength uh, till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one, the shield referring to the king. Verse 10. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Uh, boy, I love that phrase. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. That sounds like hyperbole, um, but I think it, I think he is being genuine. It's, it's, his passion is so great to be in God's presence that he's saying just that moment there is better than many, many moments anywhere else. Um, there's something amazing about being in the presence of God where you just really know his presence. Um, the Father is an eternal spirit, and the, that part inside of us that is made alive in Christ is, an, is eternal. It's made to live in eternity. eternity. And when, when we commune in him, with him in worship, there's some sense of just timelessness, um, just being out of time. And, and so he says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And then he says, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents 
of the wicked. Um, all right, here's the thing that my brother, uh, my Christian friend, taught me this the, the other day is this psalm is written by the sons of Korah. There are 12 psalms that are written by them. And uh, I, I had never traced their lineage to figure out who these people were. But um, in Numbers chapter 1, it talks about um, one of the Levites named uh, Kohah. And uh, he was uh, given the assignment of taking care of the, the tabernacle, the tent of meaning, um, and carrying it, um, his family, carrying it from one place to the next. And um, two generations later, he had a, a grandson named Korah. And Korah uh, did not esteem this place of servitude that his family was given. In fact, he, he was really jealous of the other Levites who got to go into the tabernacle and and um, do the more uh, important sounding aspects of, of the worship sacrifices. And so he led a revolt against Moses. Um, he led 250 men to revolt against Moses. And um, God... Um, acted against that revolt, and he caused an earthquake to happen, and the, the, uh, the family of Korah was, was swallowed up, and, and all those who were revolting were swallowed up in the ground. Um, but something really cool is that that family wasn't totally wiped out. When Solomon built his temple, there was a sign um, to keep the doors, to keep the entrances to the temple to the sons of Korah. Even century, centuries later, that family still had a place of service. Um, I thought that was really cool. It spoke to me in several ways. I guess for one, there is redemption. Um, for someone who has failed in, in the past, there is redemption. There's the chance to still be useful to the Lord. I love that principle. Um, in fact, they were still known as the sons of Korah. If you think about it, Korah would have been uh, somebody that a family would have had to look on in shame it was shame in this family, and yet um, the sons of Korah um, were given this this place of service. They were, their service was valued by the father, and they were valued by Solomon. He gave them this place. Um, so uh, the one who their ancestor who said, "Hey, I don't want to just be a doorkeeper. I don't want to just do the the lowest service. I want to I want to be somebody more important, uh, more influential in the temple." Now these descendants are saying, it is, it, I would rather be a doorkeeper here than to dwell in, in the fancy tents of the wicked somewhere else. That's just a beautiful statement of humility. It's a great statement of what it looks like to be a servant. And he finishes the psalm, For the Lord God is sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. I don't know what God may want to say to you out of this psalm today. Um, maybe it's having a passion for God's presence. That spoke to me. Maybe it's about overcoming something shameful in, in your past or in your family's past and being used by God again and knowing redemption. Um, maybe it is about um, how to approach worship each week. Maybe it's about focusing your heart Whatever it is that God is speaking to you through, through Psalm 84, I just ask you to, to hear his voice and to act on anything that he says to you. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for um, these listeners, uh, God, friends in you who are, are coming to Psalm 84 today for 
because you've called them here to look at this this verse and to listen to it. And Father, I pray that whatever you want to say to each person today out of that psalm, God would just just ring big in their ears, and they would they would follow you. They would know you in this moment as they as they think through this psalm together. Father, give me a passion for your presence. Give me a, um, the ability to help other people to have passion for your presence. And Father, help me to anticipate. Uh, the, the moments that I spend with you and, and make those the most important moments of my week, God. And, Father, I ask that for, for my friends here also. God, lead us on into this week, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, before we go, as always, I want to invite you to be a part of the ministry here at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. You can, if you're in Madison, you can join us at 1030 in, uh, in our sanctuary here at Ridgecrest. If you are not, then please join us online at our Facebook page or our YouTube channel, Ridgecrest Baptist Church. Hope you have a great week.